seeing you for who you are as a hustler or a marketer or maybe one thing you did, but they don't really know you. They don't take the time. They also don't really respect kind of what it is to be here locally and take consideration into that. It's the same in business. Like who are the people that are going to be with you that are going to weather the ups and downs, not just the peaks, not just the tourist season, not just the time when it's fun to go out. Hey, Buds, welcome back to another episode of Weed Buds Radio. I'm your host, Rye, and I'm here in the studio in the North Main Woods. And for those of you watching, you can see the beautiful northern lights behind me. And uh, here at the studio of uh, Buds Emporium, as you learned the last time we talked, we opened an adult use store here in the North Main Woods. And we're just having an incredible time here, and I feel very blessed to be a part of this community. And one of the things that makes not just Bud's Emporium special, but the whole region special really is the community, the North Main Woods, Baxter State Park, Katahdin Woods and Water. Uh, there's so much beauty up here, and rafting, skydiving, camping, hiking, mountain climbing, you can do all of that here. So I definitely encourage all of you, if you have not taken a trip to Maine, specifically here in the Katahdin region, I definitely encourage you to do so. And of course, you know, come see us at Bud's Emporium. But one of the things that I noticed over the last couple of weeks, especially as we gear up to having more tourists enter the business and enter the region, I'm looking for ways to increase tourism, to really share what we have here in the Katahdin region with the world. There's just so much beauty up here and so much that you can escape from. It really is. There's very little cell service uh, in many of the areas here, which just makes it amazing. What when I think of, you know, how do we increase tourism? And then I hear things like Baxter State Park having a cap on the number of visitors that can go to the park every year. I'm conflicted because I absolutely want to preserve the beauty. I also want to see a region that has been hit with extreme economic hardships to build back and to build forward. And we have to do that with a balance of embracing tourism and welcoming tourism and educating. We have to educate these campers and hikers as they come into the state about how to treat this space, right? We need to be educated when we go to other cultures and other community spaces as well. So this all got me thinking, and I was on LinkedIn, and I'm very rarely on social media these days. And while I'm having this debate in my mind about tourism and locals, and what does this all mean? And how do we increase one? Do we need both? I came across this article and it was titled, Beware of Tourists. And it hit me because as a lot of you know, I made my start in my career with a drive-in movie theater built on tourism. So beware of tourists. 
and I started reading it. And then I realized the article I'm reading is a good friend of mine and a friend that you all might remember that we went to Alabama uh, to visit and we ended up working on a Delta 8 project together. And some of you might remember the Rise and Grind, which was my favorite products that we created. Uh, a lot of that was in collaboration with my friend CJ, who is joining us today, who I want to really share this article with all of you and, and help uh, maybe you think about what is a tourist in your life. So CJ, thank you so much for joining me on Weed Buds Radio. Man, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. It's, I can't believe that this is your first appearance on Weed Buds Radio because we met so many years ago through your brother. And that's another uh, podcast. That's another podcast. Uh, and then just everything kind of continued to grow between us and working on different projects and brainstorming, you know, number of different things late at night. Uh, and so it's just, it's been a pleasure to one, get to know you uh, and an honor to, to be your friends. And I'm really proud of you because this piece in particular uh, it's inspired and it's inspired conversations uh, outside of this dynamic. You know, I've shared this article with other people uh, and then they'll tell me that they shared it with someone else. So, I mean, this article has definitely you know, kind of grown into something and it's been relevant for a lot of people's lives. So would you kind of tell us what, what should we be aware of and what is a tourist? Yeah, absolutely, man. So I'm pumped to be here. We've known each other for, I just did the math in my head, almost three years. It was a pre-COVID friendship, which means it's a real friendship, my friend. We need to get that as a tag on LinkedIn, pre-COVID LinkedIn connection or something. Um, this article is inspiring because similar to you, I live in a destination. So I live in the panhandle of Florida between Panama City and Destin, which immediately most people think of uh, spring break on MTV and things like that. The region I live in is called 30A. And if you're from the South, you know where it is. It's this little strip of 17 mile beach that's curated. It's all been you know, heavily designed in a certain way. If you've seen the Truman Show for all of you, that was filmed in my area. And so it's kind of like a little Mayberry on the beach, which is awesome. But one of the interesting things about where I live is two and a half million people here uh, come down here every year. 14,000 people live here full time. So similar to you, it's a huge amount of people coming in to visit. And it's wonderful, right? The entire area really revolves around the tourist industry that comes from Dallas, Nashville, and Atlanta primarily. And what's great about it is the energy is amazing, right? I can go out tonight and it feels like somebody's birthday. Every time you go out, everywhere's packed. People are happy. They've been saving up all year to come here. It's not cheap. <laughs> um, and they're spending a couple hundred bucks on a meal and wine. And so it's just easy to get caught up in the energy. But afterwards, all the excitement kind of fades away and you wake up the next day and there's plastic everywhere. And, you know, there's a car in a ditch and, you know, a golf cart crashed into another golf cart because some dad couldn't handle his alcohol. And so it got me thinking uh, a lot about people who come here and enjoy the beauty, right? We have to have tourists. We just do. It's part of who we are. And it's awesome, right? We all live in America. We have beautiful landscape. But there's another thing to be said about locals. And it got me thinking a lot about the people that live here and really make it remarkable. I've made this mistake 
in my businesses uh, multiple times. And it's a lesson I'm still learning. You get caught up in the excitement of people who see you for a very small sliver of who you really are, right? Coming to see the beach, going to a restaurant to eat or drink, seeing you for who you are as a hustler or a marketer or maybe one thing you did, but they don't really know you. They don't take the time. They also don't really respect kind of what it is to be here locally and take consideration into that. Uh, and I've made a lot of partnerships with people that I would say are more tourists. And as I was thinking through this article, which has been really funny to watch it take its life on its own uh, and how much it's resonated with people has been incredible. But it's a good practice to evaluate the people you're doing business with on. Is this person just seeing me for maybe one, two aspects of my life? Are they just tourists kind of coming through my life, enjoying this really specific moment and then moving out? Or is this someone who's going to stay and dig in with me? And Rye, first of all, you, my friend, are local status in my life. So glad to have you on board for that. Uh, and it's hard, right? Like you live in Maine, you have down months and it's quiet and places are closed. I live at the beach. Do you know what happens here in February? Nothing. <laughs> it's cold. We're in the Northern Panhandle. So we do get cold weather. Uh, and you have to kind of hunker down and weather the good and the bad. It's the same in business. Like who are the people that are going to be with you that are going to weather the ups and downs, not just the peaks, not just the tourist season, not just the time when it's fun to go out. There's always something going on. Who are the people that are going to sit here in February where it's 50 degrees and the wind's blowing 25 miles an hour off the beach and you can't do anything but sit inside and dig in with you. And so the article really was inspired by that. And it's been fun to share. I don't think it that original of a thought. It's been kind of encapsulated in different ways, but I'm glad to hear it resonated with you and hopefully it does with other people as well. And I think it resonates in a lot of different facets. It resonates in kind of that literal facet that which you and I came from of the natural beauty that surrounds us. And I think we both quickly equated it to some of the business dealings that we both have been a part of and both have seen and witnessed. And sometimes I was giving the example, uh, a lot of times like there's shooting stars and there's superstars and superstars are often the more kind of longevity in the industry. And they're a little quieter uh, where the shooting stars come in very, very loud and maybe raise a fair amount of money and then they're gone in a year or two. And there's examples of that in personal lives, right? Where maybe things are going really well in your life and you have everything that you could ever imagine around you, uh, you know, friends and relationships, and then maybe things are not so great and that pool is much smaller. Well, you learn really quickly, like who that inner circle is. And I think that's the most important thing of all of it. And so it really does relate, whether it's business or friendships uh, or just saving the beaches. Uh, it's something that that we can all all think about. And so, CJ, I know you know, with your business specifically, you help companies in a number of different facets. And so define a little bit like what a tourist is. What is an ideal customer uh, look like for you and for your team to work with, along with the types of projects that, that you have been kind of crushing in that? Absolutely. And it's great that you're in the Canada space because you get this more than anyone else, especially emerging industries, right? 
a tourist, very similar to a shooting star, is someone just trying to find a quick buck, right? I saw it when I did some consulting in COVID. I saw it when I've, I've worked with different cannabis businesses. You can tell who's really passionate about the actual business and industry and who's just there to make a quick buck. And so, you know, me with Juicebox, I do consulting for a host of different businesses. We really are a marketing agency. Uh, we do a bunch of different things to help small but growing businesses really become their best. And you find out really quickly on a first call if someone's passionate, like a founder is really passionate about something, right? Because the startup space is full of people who have a little extra cash and are like, oh, I found this niche thing, I'm going to do it. And then you have people who are almost borderline psychotic about it. And I love those people because they know it and they breathe it. Uh, I think you and I have had this exact conversation before. I don't work with a founder who doesn't try, believe, or use their own product. Right. Done. Like, I, well, you know, from if you're developing a construction hardware and you've never picked up a hammer in your life to running a cannabis brand and you don't enjoy cannabis, it just authenticity is so few and far between nowadays and startups don't understand that is the one advantage they have over big businesses. Big businesses are not authentic. They never will be. And it's okay, right? Like it's like the tourists and the locals. There's a place for everyone. Big businesses are going to do stuff and write checks. And, you know, we love our people, but at the end of the day, they're here to make money. Small businesses are here to make a difference because it's you and me and maybe two or three other people at most. And so the idea is, if you're really in this to make a difference, that's beautiful. And I hope you achieve all your dreams. If that's one of those that you want to grow into a big business and you just get way larger than you can handle. Awesome. We need both. But I think the problem is there's a lot of people who lie to themselves. And when you engage with them, you're the one that's going to get burned in it. You know, oh, I want to be a small business. I want to make a difference when really it's just dollars in the back of your mind. And what happens is, as you know, in startup world, you get beaten down. You have to do things that may not be in your wheelhouse. You have to be a Swiss army knife when really you just want to be the knife or the fork or something. You have to do all the things and you get burnt out and it just doesn't last. And so the only thing that keeps you going is that ultimate belief and purpose and your ability to go, I know what I'm doing. I know my why I'm going to make a difference and I'm sticking with it. And you should really ask yourself, would you do it if you were doing it for free? You know, I think at this stage and you and I both do work in other industries as well, you know, outside of, you know, our primary things. And especially on the media production side, is the money worth the dynamic is mm. always the question. Uh, and something that we're always trying to figure out. And luckily we now are in a position where kind of what you're saying, like if I wouldn't necessarily be buds with you, it doesn't mean that you're the wrong fit for maybe your own show or your own site or what have you. I, I will fail you because it's not the right fit and I won't be able to see the whole vision. And I think you and I are kind of gotten to that phase, right? Where a lot of people will just say, yes, there's a thousand dollars. Yes. And then it comes with a laundry list of things that, you know, comes with that. Uh, and, yeah. you know, it's, at this point, like, yes, obviously everybody should earn a keep and whatever their, their keep is. Um, but it is kind of fun to just watch some of those dynamics over the last couple of years uh, begin to shift and that mindset begin to shift because if you wouldn't do it for free, the money's not necessarily going to make it fun. 
right. might make it easier to do to accomplish. Um, but I think it's a lot better. You know, I see, especially up being up here in the cultivation centers, I see people trimming that enjoy trimming that enjoy being around the plant, right? Like I don't, I personally yeah. do not like trimming. And it wouldn't be a fun activity for me. Uh, you have to pay me to do it. Uh, but there's people where like, it's, it's a hobby. It's very artistic. It's very therapeutic. Uh, so it's, it's awesome to, to be a part and to continue to, to witness this develop. So CJ, what's next for you, man? What do you have shaking and baking? What are you looking for? Man, so I've been consulting with a couple businesses. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, originally now living in Florida. So thankfully, I have some connections there. And then obviously, the world is small because of the internet. So uh, I have a few different clients I'm working for in healthcare, cannabis, actually, as well, and uh, CPG. So beverages, snacks, things like that. Uh, really enjoy that space a lot. And so doing some different consulting, uh, I have one a couple companies who are looking to me to be like a fractional marketing director. Uh, my big pitch is I'm always looking for the why, not the how. So, yeah. you know, spoiler alert to everybody listening. If you need a how, I just need social media management. I just need design. Fiverr's your best friend. Uh, you know, never going to beat that rate. But if you need someone to take your hows and really build it into a why that's going to make someone pause, which is the hardest thing to do in the world nowadays is to make a potential customer go, hmm, they might be onto something. That might be something I want to try that I'm your guy. And that's what I really yeah. enjoy doing. And so you have to kind of think exceptionally. You can't just think nuts and bolts. Um, but that's really what I enjoy doing. And there's nothing that gets me more amped than talking to a founder who, you know, gets high on their own supply to use a cannabis <laughs> you know, yeah, analogy. I love working with people like that. I love the energy of startup founders who are just believing what they do or small business owners. And I think that's where I really can help people grow. So that's what I've been focusing on enjoying it. And obviously, getting out in the sun with my family because <laughs> it's it's hot. <laughs> so if I'm one of those small business owners and I know that I madly need some proper assistance in these categories, what's the best way to contact you? My LinkedIn, uh, you can find me on there or juiceboxcollective.com. There's an easy contact form. It'll come straight to my phone and I'll respond very quickly. Perfect. And of course, we will have all of those links in the show notes over at weedbudsradio.com. And we'll be sure to add the direct link to CJ's article. So you can check that out over again at weedbudsradio.com. We're so excited and so grateful to have you tuning in with us today. We'll see you in the next episode.